Damn, it feels good to be back. Hey, it's Mike from the 424 Podcast, episode number 37, thoughts on starting a podcast, parentheses, as a YouTuber. So I wanted to do a little bit different of an episode today, reflecting on the podcast so far, the past 36 episodes, what's been going on with it, because I've realized after talking with my buddy Brian, shout out to Brian, what up, buddy, that... I've learned a lot about the creative process through doing the podcast, so a little bit of a meta podcast for all you listeners out there, and I hope you enjoy this one. So why I started a podcast was I was reading Gary Vee's book, Crushing It. Gary Vee's a social media thinker, guru, motivational speaker type of person, and his book's really good. He's, and he's done a lot of research into social media, uses all sorts of social media. That's kind of his business, I believe, is he hooks up celebrities with you know promoting their work online and, and gives people an outlet for what they want to do and you know he truly believes we live in a world of infinite possibilities where anybody can do anything they want really with the tools that social media and the internet provides and I think that's true you know this channel and podcast is a great example started out as a channel based on a four track and here we are a couple of years later still doing the thing talking about creativity and it's fucking sweet so. So he is very bullish on podcasting as it's not really social media, but it's still in the same realm, right? So, you know, it's not like Twitter or Facebook, things like that. It's more of an email or like a blog, you know, podcasting is new blogging. I'm sure you've heard that. And the reason he's very bullish on podcasting is because we live in an increasingly auditory voice command world. He really believes Alexa and those type of technologies are going to lead the future of social media and um, the way people consume content, right? I think there'll always be people who want to see video. Video is great, right? But I guess at some point, maybe it'll be being bred into your inside of your skull. Who knows? But so podcasting as a way is also great for the multitasking American culture of you want to drive in your car to somewhere, you're going on vacation, maybe you're going to music lessons, maybe you're going to the gym, maybe you're going to work. Uh, you know, each one of those things you know, you want something else to do while you're doing it. Dishes, laundry, etc. Per- it's perfect for the multitasking Americans uh, culture, right? So the real reason I wanted to start at one was because this, this book got me really amped up to start one. And also uh, because I wanted to diversify my social media presence because if YouTube blew up tomorrow, uh, I wouldn't see very many of the same people that I see right now, right? So I don't want to just put all my eggs in the YouTube basket as much as I love YouTube and, and, you know, it's changed my life and I really enjoy doing it. It doesn't always make sense, you know, to have all your presence in one place. So, and the other reason was I've always wanted to start a podcast, to be honest. I always thought they were fun. I've listened to a lot of different ones and having all the tools from being somebody who records music and things like that, it wouldn't be very hard. I have all the equipment. I just need something to talk about. So here we are 37 episodes later. So when I first started the podcast, it was the first two episodes, if you go back into the history of it, were with Jay and we did them on the live stream. So we had some topics and I set up some mics and as part of the live stream, I figured, well, this is perfect. We can just do what we normally do on the live stream and make it into a podcast. And that was awesome. And it seemed like a great format. And it kind of developed. So there was two things that sort of happened. One was that this required a lot of preparation more so than normally because the live streams are very improvised. I've been only just now a year into doing live streams, becoming more focused on, you know, trying to segment it and make it into different parts. 
which is something else maybe I'll have to reflect on in another podcast or something. But so if the first two were with Jay and we just did them in congruency, if that makes sense, with the live stream. On the third live stream, I believe it was July 4th. I have to kind of think back. I mean, episode 36, that would be, I mean, like 16 months into the future. That's, or no, 16 weeks into the future. That's four months. So that would be uh, April, May, June, July. So yeah, it makes sense if it was July 4th. I think, I think it was July 4th weekend and we didn't have a stream that week. So I said, well, I'll, I'll interview my buddy, Sean. Easy, right? And it was, it was a lot of fun. I, that's why I wanted to do it. Initially I wanted to like start interviewing some people and that was always in the back of my head. And it was also just out of necessity. Cause I said, well, we're only two episodes in now we're going to disappear for a week. And then after that, it's probably pretty easy to lose momentum. So let me just get something out there. You know, use that would be really cool. I've want, been wanting to talk to him. We talked about his movie and, and some of the things he's been working on, and it was a lot of fun. So then the podcast suddenly had two versions of itself. Uh, the first couple episodes that was going to be a live stream music Q and A type podcast, and then uh, shifted into more of like interview style. So I said, okay, well, if I can't get somebody to interview, since we do the stream every week, let's just do a stream of the podcast, which is something we probably should have been doing. Not that we wanted to or not wanted to, but something we, we, if we wanted to do, we should do it because it'd be so easy to do it as we did in those first couple episodes. We could just record it and it could just even be an audio form of the live stream. But, you know, work, life, those type of things dictate, not always have time to focus on everything, right? So next week after that, I interviewed my buddy, Mary. That was a lot of fun too, because Sean and Mary were the two people who made the theme song for the channel. Well, they didn't make it for the channel. They made it and I used it for the channel. Um, so that would that became the backup, the music Q&A and then the interviews. At this time too, I was also behind the scenes emailing people. I wanted to get Bo Beats. He was, I think, episode five. I really wanted to get him on there because I just really like his channel and he always seemed like a really cool guy. And I reached out to him and immediately he was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. That sounds like fun. And another reason... I suppose that I wanted to do the podcast was to collaborate with other creative people, you know, through the forms of interviews, et cetera. But I wasn't really sure what that looked like. Uh, but I figured, well, hey, this is, this would be a good way to expand the scope of the channel. It would be a good way to have a backup in case YouTube ever blew up. And uh, yeah, it wouldn't be too hard to cross over my existing fan base to the, to the podcast. So, you know, I wanted to always interview people about their creative process. I wanted to interview somebody like Bo because I could learn a lot from him. He's an established YouTube YouTuber and it would have been great. And it was, I mean, it was great. It would have been great to interview somebody like him before I had interviewed him. Right. So the podcast and then started evolving into more of like an interview format with the backup I mentioned. I had always enjoyed like WTF with Mark Marin, as I'm sure that's probably the quintessential podcast at this point. I used to get a lot out of his monologue and the interviews got me through like a lot of tough times when I was at the post office. It was like, I used to just put on, download a bunch of those episodes and then just listen to them all day. Cause I was able to listen to him all day. Uh, I'm getting a phone call here. Um, but so I reached out to my circle of friends and people, uh, mentioned it, that I was doing this podcast that they wanted to come on and, and be interviewed. Awesome. So over the course of the next, I would say, 
I don't have it in front of me, but maybe the next 10 or 15 episodes, I just was interviewing anybody I could. And I reached out to my immediate circle and then it kind of was branching out to my outer circle. And then I was had like a list of people I was contacting and trying to get them uh, on the podcast. And this whole time I was kind of, um, oh yeah. And after Bo, I also interviewed uh, Steven from Noir Blanc via another YouTuber I look up to. And that was a really great talk. We talked for like four hours and it was like two uh, weeks worth of podcast, which is great, as you know, if you're trying to make content. <laughs> and um, it was awesome. I, I feel like I was really, it was a really good excuse to reach out to people that I wanted to talk to and talk to them. So, and during this process of interviewing people, it became harder and harder to get people to interview because I reached out to more YouTubers and they didn't get back to me. Or I reached out to friends or friends of friends and they were super gung-ho and then never showed up or made a date to do something and then uh, it didn't wasn't concrete or something. So the podcast at that time was getting harder and becoming more stressful on me. And I was like, well, I guess we could always go back to this. I always had the backup of the music Q&A, but I was trying to push myself to say, well, I want to interview more people and get you know, more takes on the creative process. And I knew a lot of different people and different music facets. And, you know, the whole thing in the back of my mind, at some point, it would be cool to put this into a book about the creative process. I was kind of taking a little bit of inspiration from Tim Ferriss and the, the two tomes of knowledge he put out um, about his podcast and the people he interviewed. Obviously, those are all famous people, but whatever. Uh, I felt like I had something to to talk about with the creative process. That's always been something in the back of the channel and what this podcast is really about. And I think it's really important because I wish I had somebody when I was younger who really supported me and my ideas of what I wanted to do and also somewhere to get inspiration from, you know, because it's very lonely to be doing your thing and creating out here. So that's something I wanted to create with the channel, you know. And in the same regard, too, like with the Mark Marin stuff, interviews, uh, I was just to get a lot out of them. And, and it really showed me those people were just regular people that he always interviewed. And it was really fascinating to hear like the stories behind their lives and, and things like that. So I don't know. I always just like that format. And I guess it made me feel a little less alone out there, you know, as a creative person and as an individual and as a human. Right. So. Okay. Um, next part of the whole thing. So that's what I was explaining. Uh, I was reaching out to more people, interviews were getting harder to do. And then also, uh, during this, somewhere in this period too, I was also uploading these to YouTube because it was like, Oh, this is great because now I can have another video each week, which is, you know, getting more videos per week out there is great. You know, it just helps to build your audience. It puts more information out there. Uh, it's satisfying. And I started putting up the audio with no video. And then somewhere in there, I kind of shifted over and realized, oh, well, wait, let me start putting up a video too. And that's where things really started getting out of control. Uh, not in a bad way, but just like stressful when it didn't need to be. So uh, let me start talking about the main takeaways. I think we'll, we'll start to make all this come, come to full circle. Uh, because I kind of had just wrote improv here and now I feel like I'm floundering a little bit. So... I guess the, the main takeaways I had, speaking of video, is that I wanted to collaborate with other YouTubers through my podcast by interviewing them. And the fatal flaw, the biggest thing I didn't realize in this experiment was that uh, it was a fledgling podcast. It's not that easy to get your audience to move over to a second platform unless they're already really into that platform. 
Uh, and there will always be a certain percentage of people that do go on there and, and, and switch over, but that's why I started uploading the videos and the audio also to YouTube. Um, and why was I starting to collaborate with other YouTubers outside of YouTube in an auditory format when we all have our biggest fan bases and do the most work out there on video on YouTube? That was like something that I didn't even make the connection of. Maybe you're smart enough to realize that if you're making videos on a video platform and then you switch up platforms and just do auditory stuff, uh, maybe maybe that's something you realize. I don't know. It seems very simple now that I'm talking about it, but it was something I overlooked. Like, how, how could I have overlooked that? That's kind of a huge thing. And that's why I started to say, well, and I wish I had, because Bo and Steven, I wish I had had video of those guys because they could have easily videotaped or videoed themselves done their audio and it would have been you know the quality would have been better and we would have had a video and it would have been an interview in video format on youtube where people watch us do youtube stuff so yeah that was a big oversight and something to think about i suppose if 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 you want to collaborate with other people through your podcast and those people exist mostly on a different platform realize that maybe it's better to collaborate with those people on said platform. And I'm glad I have both in both places. But the biggest thing was I wish I had had video and I wish I had just done a live stream interviewing Bo, done a live stream interviewing Steven, you know, and and just had it like that. It would have made so much more sense and the quality would have been great. And that was that leads into the other thing that was the issue with some interviews with people that weren't in present uh, was the was the audio quality and also it would be really hard to videotape people uh, or, or people that aren't familiar with recording themselves or recording themselves on camera. It's really hard to get them on board and, and be like, oh, okay, well, set up your phone and make sure you have enough space and you know, uh, try to get the best audio if you have a microphone or you have access to this. So you know, there's different, different hurdles in the process. Um, so the next thing about the another big takeaway is that the pod is a great example of improvising and experimenting within a creative project because the, the podcast has just been one giant experiment. Uh, if I had said, well, let's stick to the stream format, I would have never started interviews, which led to the current solo format, which is something I didn't get to yet. But yeah, if, if I had said that first July 4th or whatever holiday that was, well, let's just wait till next week and we'll you know, do another music Q&A podcast. Maybe the podcast would just be the live stream audio at this point. But I mean, I always wanted to interview people. Uh, but I said, well, I'll just put up an interview with Sean. That's fun. That can be, it can be a multi-show podcast, you know, multi-format show podcast. Maybe some weeks is this, which again, isn't also isn't the greatest thing. I mean, usually when you have a format, it helps to stick with it. People like familiarity, even this episode, but, but sometimes mixing it up like this episode can go either way. So maybe you really enjoy this and, and get a lot out of it because you're trying to start a podcast or maybe you've already shut it off and aren't listening anymore because this isn't relatable or you're not, you know, you want another a podcast in a different format. So, but I guess what I'm trying to say is it's, it naturally evolved. I let it just naturally evolve into its current form, which is me sitting in front of a microphone with a script or unscripted talking about some part of my creative process or something I've learned from a book or something that I've applied to my own work, I suppose. Uh, it, it flowed from a stream music Q&A audio, audio to interviews with YouTubers and other creative people about the creative process to 
uh, me just sitting in front of a microphone spouting uh, some ideas about the process. So, and I, I don't think this would have been able to happen had I had like a stringent, strict idea of what I wanted the podcast to be. Uh, and that's, again, Shoshin, beginner's mind. In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities and the experts, there are few. So I think I said that backwards, but same difference. Uh, in the expert's mind, there are a few possibilities. In the beginner's mind, there are many. Or maybe I did say it right. Anyway, not to get hung up on that, but you know, I had I didn't have any real idea about what I wanted to do. It just I just approached it as one big experiment, and that's why I said the whole thing has just been uh, in, in a great example of improvising within a creative process, like. I didn't really know what the podcast wanted to be. I just knew I wanted to start one. I knew I wanted to interview people. I knew I wanted to, you know, maybe talk some, like talk about some of the process. And, you know, I had one podcast where I talked with Tim about the art for just a trick, you know, kind of wrapped into everything else. And, whoa, that was weird. There's like a really big light that went across the ceiling. Anyway, um, another big takeaway was listening to audience feedback. A lot of people have reached out. I want to thank each and every one of you guys who have reached out. And people started telling me when I started doing the solo podcast, because I was really uncertain about that format. I wasn't sure if I could do it. Uh, I've gotten so much better at speaking and public speaking and everything. and But I wasn't sure if it was interesting. You know, is it really interesting to watch me spat off for a 20 minutes, half hour? And I'm really glad that I listened to my audience's feedback because they started telling me they enjoyed the solo pods as much or more than the interviews and this was at a critical point when I was getting really self-conscious about them. So it was kind of like the perfect injection of confidence into like, no, this is cool. Keep doing that. Uh, we're really enjoying that. And people seem to get the most almost out of the stuff in the podcast, which again is like totally evolved from something from a music Q&A to what it currently is. And the videos are on YouTube and it's, you know, it's interesting just how all this stuff develops. Because I don't think I would, if I had sat down and said, this is what my thing is going to be about, this is what I want to do, uh, it would have come out the way it has. So the other thing is make videos of your podcast. As a YouTuber, the biggest mistake I made was not making video interviews with my guests. That's something I mentioned with Bo and Steven. Uh, our main platform is YouTube. Why wasn't I making YouTube videos uh, at a minimum as an additional thing? Uh, another thing is this is also great as it's more content each week for the channel. That's something I mentioned. Uh, and use videos when possible in terms of the still because there's a bunch of podcasts where I just use the still that had the explanation and the podcast notes and those really didn't perform as good, you know, as the ones that were some sort of video. And that's why I shoot these as a video now because YouTube is a video format. Again, why am I making just like a still image? I mean, I, I had the reasons because I I do listen to things where... Yeah, I put it on the background or whatever. Maybe not everybody wants to listen to a video or watch a video. You know, you can have it on the background and have it on a different tab as you're doing something else. But just another thing to think about. If, if you're uploading something to a certain platform, do what the format of that platform is. Um, and that's what I just said. YouTube is a visual platform, uh, a video platform. Uh, another thing, like I mentioned, it's hard to get good audio and video from people uh, not used to recording one or both. Uh, I really need to make up an instruction sheet for guests in terms of visual audio. This was a big one, and I want to give a shout out to both of these guys because they were really fucking cool um, about coming on the podcast. So James Dunn and Mike Forrester, two dudes. Uh, Mike has a channel. James has a band. Uh, and 
both people I met through doing the channel. And when I had started doing the solo podcast, because I ran out of interviewees from my immediate circle who were down, they said they saw one of the solo ones and they're like, hey, both of them were like in the same, like probably hour sent me an email. like, yo, I want to be on the podcast. Let's make this happen. I said, fuck yeah, let's do this, guys. This is awesome. And so what I'm saying is let other people determine their level of involvement and it goes both ways. Because uh, James and Mike reached out when it was when I was short on guests, and um, I said definitely come through. But there was a list of these other people that I was trying to get on, who I contacted, who made no concrete plan with me, or flaked, or weren't interested. Which is fine if they're not interested. But uh, I guess if somebody wants to come on your podcast, yeah, come on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, like I said, let people determine their own level of involvement. That's something I've learned in doing projects now. I'm sure you've been in bands where three people are really into it. One person, you know, shows by their actions that they're not, or one person's really into it and the other people aren't or vice versa. And that's really hard when you're doing a creative project and why I've gone so low in terms of all this stuff. I mean, I do stuff with Jay because he determines his level of involvement, which is matches mine, which is amazing. So... That's a big thing. It's like, again, it kind of goes into the the idea of, um, I think it's Taoism, uh, you know? Like, if you make yourself the strongest person that you can be, uh, other people will be attracted to you. You won't have to go and, and find other people. So just work on you and, and work on making yourself the person you want to be, and that will naturally attract the people that you want to have around you. You won't have to go banging on their door or twisting their arm or, you know, setting things up and having them flake out. So perfect example. And that being said, if you want to come on the, the podcast, hit me up, 424recording.gmail.com. Let's make it happen. So in the end, start with something that's easy to do regularly and stick to it, which is kind of the opposite, actually, uh, of what I was saying. But, well, not really. I mean, it, it, the first part isn't. It? it was easy to do the live streams. It was easy to do the interviews up to a point when I started getting more ideas and making them more complex and having less guests available. Um, but I guess you got to make, anytime you start a project like this, make it easy enough for you to do so that it doesn't, so that you can show up each week to do it. Um, so the stream and, and the different formats of the show have evolved from the stream, which was complex in the terms of preparation, but it was weekly and something I knew we could do to me chatting with Sean on a whim putting that up. That was medium complexity. I just threw his, the output of my phone into my computer and, and recorded myself. Uh, but that was sporadic and also relying on others. And then the show evolved to the solo chats like this that are really easy to do. And I can do them wherever the fuck I want. If I got 20 minutes, half hour, whatever this is going to be in the middle of the day, want to throw it down or that night when I wake up, fuck yeah. Like I, don't, I don't, I determine my own level of involvement because it's just me. And I can do it whenever the fuck I want. I don't need to wait for, I don't need to wait on anybody, you know? I think whenever you're doing creative projects too, like the more you have to wait on other people, the longer it takes to do shit. You know, there's like that African proverb, I think. I mean, it's true, but if you want to go fast, go, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Uh, but I feel like I'm going pretty fast right now and I'm going pretty far. So I don't know, break the mold. Um, but so I guess what I'm trying to say is it naturally boiled down to a simpler format. It, I'd like naturally boiled this down to something that got easy. Uh, in the beginning, I was like more open-minded to some of the ideas 
about interviewing people and getting and, and the video and the audio. And then it just became easier to just, well, now I, if I want to interview YouTubers, it's easy because I'm going to get maybe Simon the Magpie, for instance. We were talking about doing some kind of you, interview or something or chat. He's really, it's really easy to do something with him because he's accustomed to, okay, I need my audio and my video and he gets it. And, you know, it's just harder to do that with people who may not be used to that format. And also you can't have in person with you because if someone, I can just tell somebody to come over at this time and we'll do it. Bing, bam, boom. Uh, I, I guess I, I'm just trying, I was just kind of thinking in my head, I don't know if it's good that it boiled down to something that was easier to do. But maybe it's more that it evolved into something that just made more sense for me to do. And and here we go. It's evolving again right now into this sort of a podcast about, you know, making a podcast and what I've learned. So I think we're going to go back to solo chats because I don't know how many more things like this I have to talk about. But uh, which is, is a solo chat. But, you know, what I'm saying it's it's kind of like just let it dictate where it's going to go. You know, go with the flow. Uh, cliche alert. Hashtag cliche alert. But yeah, so this is the fourth evolution, explaining what I did to help other people give a brief history of what I'm doing. All right, last thing I want to just make points about this. Keep showing up. No matter what, when you start a project like this, just keep showing up. Find a way to keep showing up. I guess that's what I meant by making it easy. Like, if you start out with one way, but it doesn't work out, try something else, but but just keep showing up, you know? Uh, even though those first two episodes are very different from the third episode and subsequent episodes, and then the subsequent episodes where I interview people are different from these kind of episodes, you know, they're all episodes. I'm all learning so much. I'm learning so much that I feel like I can now explain other things that I've learned to other people. So that's really cool, I think. Um, and just make it a little bit better each time too. show up, try to make it a little bit better each time, make it a little bit better for what you needed to do for you or what you wanted to do. Um, think long term. It's not going to be perfect out of the gate. Uh, you know, I wrote this down. Maybe what you're working for is your hundredth episode. Maybe by the hundredth episode, you figure out your format. Maybe it'll be by your thousandth. You know, if it's fun and you're passionate about it, that shouldn't matter. And uh, you'll you will never know that if if you never make episode one through ninety nine. And it's just important to make episodes one through ninety nine. Um. And maybe in five years, people will hear you on when you're hosting your NPR podcast and they'll be like, who is this person? They came out of nowhere. And then you can show them your other podcast. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up. There's a couple things at the end I wanted to maybe mention really quick, but my camera's going to stop. I'm going to try to get them all in. At some point, I'm thinking of doing a new name for the podcast. If you have any ideas, hit me up, 424recording at gmail.com. Uh, I'm going to eventually call together a lot of the solo pods into a book. So if you're watching this in the future or if you're watching it in the present, um, yeah, keep that in mind. That's going to be coming down the pipeline soon. You can hit me up with what your favorite episodes were. That would be awesome. Uh, I'm going to just start calling that together. So if you want to buy me a cup of coffee via Patreon or PayPal, paypal.me slash 424recording and patreon.com slash 424recording, uh, you can do that. As a thanks for this information, and uh, I also want to just thank everybody who is already supporting the show. You know who you are. Uh, I wouldn't be the same without you. Thanks for supporting all the things I'm doing here. Uh, thanks for helping support getting this kind of information out there to other people who, who knows, maybe this will this will spark some individual to, to start the new the new hit shows. I don't know. 
But uh, yeah, so thanks to everybody who's been who's been supporting the show, and uh, yeah, it's been great. I hope this. I hope you got something out of this. Looks like I got less than thirty seconds left. So I will say what we always say, and that's make sure you do something you want to do today. All right.